Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week 13 of the college football season is in the books. We are here to recap it. Um, things might sound a little different. Um, this is our first remote show. I have fucking COVID. Thought the shit was done. Nope. I got it. I, uh, I, I don't know where I've gotten this one. I really don't. This is the, sec- the third time I've had it now. And I, I've been very close to COVID. It's an inside joke, but I've been yeah, very close I mean, to COVID. There was the, the, there was the when you thought you were invincible on COVID. We won't get into that story, but yeah, you, we, it, two years after the fact, I think. Yeah, this or you and I had COVID like back to back, sort of. Yeah, I was but yours was perfect because it was during conference conference basketball season. I know. Did you have so you've had it how many times? I've had it once. Okay. I had it before you did. Oh, okay. This is definitely way easier. I mean, it just, it feels like an like a little like a step above an intense cold. That's it. Yeah, I mean, when I had it before, it wasn't like super bad, but it like, I just remember having a headache throughout the day. And, like, it, it, more than anything, I hated that I had to, because that was back when we really didn't know much about it and we had to be off for two weeks. And I hated it because I, I literally wanted to come back to work. I didn't have shit to do. No, luckily, I am still being paid yeah, to work from home, which I, I, it's a very much a blessing and a curse to everybody that's works from home every day. I there is some boredom. And there is some like, oh, I could just hang out all day things that go through your mind. And I'm like, I, it takes a strong willed person to be able to do it. I'll tell you that. But we do have a full list of games and obviously there's everything's basically played out now. So we know what every single matchup is in the conference um, championship weekend. Obviously, we'll get to the Mountain West one, which is a fucking joke and a travesty the way that they do it, and it's archaic. God damn right. It's ridiculous. But before we get into that real quick, um, everybody, I'm telling you, head over to Betalytics right now. Betalytics.com. You can download their app. Um, It's just, dude, just being able to like look at a projection and a grade beside any kind of prop bet for professional sports is amazing and it's been it's been doing wonders for me especially I do the first touchdown their shit's legit it has happened is hit for me and I was we were already hot and it's already and it's helped me even more as of late so he's promo code juice 25% off today go over there but Connor let's start in the MAC on Tuesday Bowling Green beats 
Western Michigan 34-10 in an absolutely meaningless game. Um, Eastern Michigan beats Buffalo. 24- I thought this meant. Go ahead. No, but I thought uh, was one of these games decided a uh, bowl game. I can't remember this one. I'm about to mention Eastern Michigan 24, Buffalo oh, okay. 11. So I mean, Eastern Michigan was the dog in that game, but get the outright ran. Troy Trayton has the Eagles going bowling to Thursday to the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss 17, Mississippi State 7. I really didn't get a lot of eyes on this because it was at the very tail end of the Commanders game, and there were some basketball games that I was watching as well. I was score monitoring for the most part. It, to me, seemed very ugly, to say the least. Yeah, it was disgusting. I mean, it ended in a push. Nobody won. How great is that? Well, I mean, depending on the line that everybody got. Yeah, but I mean... By kickoff, it was an even 10. I didn't get to get much eyes on it because, like, while you are able to go into work a lot later, I have to go in at 5 a.m., and we actually were, I don't want to say forced, but mandated to work on Black Friday. Which is a giant day, obviously, for a distribution company, so... Like, it's really... Like, that's a night you actually kind of needed your sleep, too. I will apologize to the listeners advanced too. Yeah, unfortunate. That I might I if I'm coughing and sniffling, I'm so sorry. It's 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 very hard under it's it's hard to control. Um these Friday games, Connor, they're not gonna be in exact order of start to finish. But this is the way ESPN is reading them to me, and this is the way I'm going to deliver them to you. Obviously the big one. Oregon thirty one, Oregon State seven. Bet with my heart, buddy. Doesn't always pay out. Yeah. Um, it it seemed like Oregon State was kind of in this game for a little bit, but I think in the back of my head I knew this. They didn't have a shot. They just, Oregon is, Oregon's fucking legit. They're so good. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why if you look at the Pac-12 championship line, it's gone up from, I believe it was six and a half, and now it's, Riding close to 10. Is it really? I haven't looked at that yet. Yeah, it's it's jumped significantly. Um, but, I mean, we'll get to the other part of that game here in a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it, like, there's a reason why when I put in all those Oregon futures, it wasn't just for the Pac-12 championship and it wasn't just for the playoff. I put a national championship bet on them at 14 to one. And like, like their, their odds are even lower than Washington's. Like they look so damn good. Like I, I was thinking about it when they were doing a lot of stuff talking about Bo and it's just like, the complete 180 of his career from what we had at the end of Auburn to what it is at Oregon that I have, I don't know who the matchups are going to be, but like, I think Oregon's got a legitimate shot to be one of those teams in the national championship. Like, I think we put Michigan and Georgia in a tier I think Oregon is really close to being on that tier, too. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to disagree with that now. And it, I mean, like you said, I'm just picking it off what you said. Like, Bo Nix is going to be a Heisman finalist. Like, we thought his career was over at the end of Auburn. Like, he just never could get better. And then he goes to pairs up with Dan Lanning, and he now has his team with an opportunity for a playoff berth and a trip to New York for the Heisman. He'll definitely be there. Um, Texas beats the shit out of Texas Tech. 57-7 to are Hasbulla. Texas Tech Red Raiders did not stand a chance in this game. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, good for Texas to finally show that you could destroy a team. I mean, and just to get some boost on this Arch Manning, Arch Manning, Arch Manning, Arch Manning, we got to finally see him play. Oh, we got in this game. I did not even know that. Yeah, he got in. Uh, like it, it was in early in the fourth quarter. I want to say, he, I don't think he really. I didn't pay attention to the stats, but couldn't go on Twitter the next. Like I, like I can't remember if I. I kind of like passed out while this game was going on and the Oregon game, but like both games were already out of hand, and then as like. First thing that pops up when I open Twitter, it's like, oh, Arch Manning got into a game. Like, of course, that's going to be at the top of my feet. Yeah. Um, I mean, some big, some big, um, there's some rankings next to some of these teams, but the games really weren't that close. Missouri 48, Arkansas 14. Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz, 10 win season. Um, was on the hot seat earlier in the year. I think. Yeah, it didn't help Arkansas much that uh, Jefferson was out of the game and I think the second quarter. I don't know. Friday is kind of a blur to me because we had work and then like immediately after work was when I was going through the whole dealership thing. And then after that went straight to your house to record. And so I don't like my memory for these games is kind of vague. Yeah, Oklahoma 69, nice, and TC 45. Did you bet the over in this game? It sounds like a game you'd bet the over on. No, I mean, the the lean in this game was Oklahoma minus 10. You had this as one of your locks. I mean, I didn't bet it. I wish I would have. There's going to be several games that we're going to talk about that I was like, I wanted to bet this. I gave it out as my lean. And I still didn't bet it. When you when you start doing the leans to locks, like ratio when it comes to like podcasting and stuff like that, I do feel like you find a lot more. You're just like, dude, my leans are better than my locks <laughs> at some point. Um, in a game that I know we bet. I mean, I killed it on the locks. Leans was about 50%, but there were several leans that, that big dogs that I wanted the side of the big dogs and damn near almost won it outright. Iowa beats Nebraska 13 to 10. They went out right on the money line. 17 points at halftime, Connor, and that under 24 and a half still squeaks by. Yeah, I it was amazing. This this was the best of all the unders to hit because I was Thing I'm like score checking it at work, and Nebraska has the ball, and I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna really score. Like I'm hoping that they score so that we can cash the under. But I'm like, 
If this game goes to overtime, we're, the under's fucked. Because, like, they're gonna... It could just end up being a field goal kicking fence. But, amazingly enough, pick, Iowa runs it back, already in field goal range, and America wins with the under. Yeah, see, I had Iowa money line as well, so I had to hope for... A, I mean, that's the only thing I hope for is a turnover there, because... If they punt the ball, we're going to overtime. It's not like Iowa's moving the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Tulane beats UTSA 29-16. to 16. Um, Yeah, they were playing with the food. We were right. Boo. We thought this was a, a scenario that could have reared its ugly head, and it does. Yeah, unfortunately, um, UTSA's magical conference win uh, – undefeated streak ends but uh yeah i mean Tulane. i mean i hate when teams do this because it happens way too often and the one time that i'm betting against them is the one time that they want to be like oh yeah we can just flip the switch like that yeah and we're still never gonna know how good Tulane is either because they they pull i mean grand the new year's six game but they're going to win the American more, most likely now. Preston Stone is out for SMU, so what are you going to do? Um, Connor, let me uh, reiterate. There's a reason why Miami-Florida was 10-point favorites over Boston College. I wish we knew that earlier. I wish we knew that earlier. I couldn't believe it. It made no sense. I, I mean, okay, so... In the defense of being on Miami, like, yeah, they do have a bit. In theory, they should have a much wider talent gap than Boston College. But we just hadn't seen it all season. And Boston College was just, I, I don't, they were chaotically good is, like, the only thing that I could think of that, like, yes, they the talent is not there, but somehow they're fucking winning these games. And we also thought that, like, oh, those Miami kids aren't going to be good in Boston cold. Or would they have cared to even be there? Well, apparently they did. Exactly. Um, we'll get to it, obviously, in, like, the offseason recap, and you'll cover that. To a T, but Tyler Van Dyke also after winning that game entered the portal. Um, yep. moving on, Memphis beats uh, Temple forty-five twenty-one. Toledo doesn't matter if they have nothing to play for. They cap off an eleven-win season with a thirty-two to seventeen win over Central Michigan. I and then now in this other Mac game here, I thought I had it for a minute. I had Acker money line and some money line underdog parlays, but OU. T- Tops them twenty five to fourteen. The Zips were up fourteen to three at halftime, but OU that's that's a good win there. Like a nice little cap off to a season that was a little disappointing from what their preseason standards were, but you were able to still win nine games. And if nine wins at a group of five school, that's a damn good season. Yeah, and you still like honestly that Iowa State win as the weeks go on, looks a lot better. Granted, if they played that game again, I'm pretty sure Iowa State whoops the shit out of Ohio. 
Most likely, but you still set yourself up for an opportunity to win 10 games, which is awesome. Um, Utah State beats New Mexico 44-41. to They failed. They failed to cover us. That was in overtime. Um, they, the Utes are going bowling. And then the last game on Friday, Boise State 27, Air Force 19. So, do you know that the Air Force win total was at 8.5? The Falcons started off 8-0. Yeah. That's a tough beat. That's rough. That's rough. And you lose to like a bad army team. Also, I think there I think there's a game that you're missing, and I think you're missing it on purpose. Mm, scrolling through here. Was it oh Penn State forty two, Michigan State zero? Did I say that? Yeah, and this was one of my locks, and you tried to battle me. I locked up Michigan State. Wow, that, that's didn't lock it up, but you. Oh. I listened back to the podcast, and you were just like, just completely dismissing Penn State. I'm like, they're going to destroy Michigan wow. State. That was that was yeah, dumb take by me. Oddly enough, though, you know, like literally, <laughs> like we got a lot of games covered, but real quick, I'm like kind of looking at the portal and stuff. It seems like seven quarterbacks from Michigan State have run the portal. <laughs> Like, it seems like seven of them are. I'm pretty sure Hauser entered. Kim. The other kid entered. The fre- And then, uh, yeah, no, Kim entered, and then the freshman entered. Okay. So they have three quarterbacks that are in the portal. But not to be outdone by Indiana, where all five of their starting offensive linemen are in the portal. Their top wide, I'm pretty sure their top wide receiver is. Two of their quarterbacks, their top, their top running back. Yeah, Indiana, like the whole roster is damn near in the portal. But yeah, it has been hilarious. I'm like, I thought Michigan State already had one quarterback in the portal. Oh wait, now there's another. Oh now there's another one. I'm like, what the fuck's just, going on? It just didn't stop. Um, okay, let's go to Saturday here. Mm. The way that ESPN has it laid out is just by ranking. So we're just going to go straight down there, and then we'll just get into the rest of the game. So it's not in any chronological order. Um, Georgia 31, Georgia Tech 23. The Bulldogs were up 31-13 to 13 at the end of the third, but Georgia Tech scores 10 points in the fourth, kind of button it up a little bit and get this game a little bit closer. But Carson Beck, not his best game either. 175 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Dude, their eyes are on a much bigger goal. They knew that they could play at 25% and come out with a win. I mean, you said it. They were up, what, 31 to 13, and then just took their foot off of the gas. Like, the SEC championships ahead of them, they were, from the most part of watching that game, they were kind of running some vanilla stuff. They don't want to show anything. They know what's ahead of them. Good season for Georgia Tech, though. Yes, very good season. Like, I I completely dismissed them being good whatsoever just because like I didn't know what to expect. Haynes King like looked competent out there at times. This is also still a team that lost to Bowling Green. Yes, that, that is that is also true. Um, <laughs> all right, let's just get into it, Connor. Uh, Michigan thirty, Ohio State twenty four. Floor yours. This this was tough. Um, I kind of told you that 
like right before that final drive, like my words of encouragement, like Kyle, this is your time to be a hero and then pick. Can I, uh, can I interrupt real quick? Yes. Does it hurt to see the still photos from that last interception? Have you seen the new the photos that came out? That Marv is running a crossing. Pass. No. He's running a deep post, like into the defense, up the middle. If Ohio State's line is holding, and you can tell from the – granted, this is also one angle. So the – the angle it looks from McCord, he's going that way towards Marv, who is going to walk in for a touchdown. If the, the line holds for one second and he doesn't get hit and that ball doesn't slide to the right, like it's a walk-in touchdown. Uh, I mean, okay, so if we're going to just talk about one miss, all right, so on that play they brought a delayed blitzer, found the opening right in the middle and was able to get into McCord's face. Like that was a situation where you kind of wish that I'm not, I I can't fully remember it, but I'm pretty sure that we went empty. And that's like a situation where having a running back in there to pick up that blocker obviously makes that touchdown. But that was the biggest thing throughout this game was like you can say this wasn't this miss wasn't on McCord because he had the pressure McCord missed a lot like there are I've seen the pictures and this is probably because like the majority of my Twitter feed is Ohio State there are so many pictures out there of where the ball was going, oh, this player's completely wide open. There was one where he threw it into the flat and Julian's running a post to that back corner and it is going to be one of the easiest touchdowns he's ever thrown. I saw There's that. just it, it throughout the game. I don't want to fully put the blame on McCord. Ohio State just wasn't good enough in this game. Now, granted, I'm feeling a hell of a lot better than this year than the last couple years because we did not get blown out. You had a chance at the end of the game to win this game. And like I said, this is your time to be a hero. And what happened kind of crumbled. You could say that's on the offensive line. You could blame the reason Ohio State did not win this game is because of the quarterback in my opinion. Now, there are a, there's a little bit of blame that I want to put on Day because, like, the end of that halftime, like, this is the one time that you need to be fucking aggressive. You can't just hope for the best in this game. Like, Michigan's highly ranked. They've been at the top of the game for the last three years for a fucking reason. They're a very good fucking team. If you want to win that fucking game, you got to put it, all the fucking chips in the middle of the table. You got 42 seconds, I think two timeouts. You need to, like, even if you only come away with a field goal there, 
you need to at least try for the end zone. But you know why I think he was afraid to try? It's because he didn't trust his quarterback. No, I, I, I kind of agree. And you can kind of see with the 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 play calling is also a little bit more vanilla and by no means is Kyle McCord. Like obviously there's a difference between CJ Stroud and Kyle McCord. CJ Stroud's out there on Sundays looking like one of the best six quarterbacks in the NFL. But you can tell the difference between watching games last year and watching CJ's command in the offense and Kyle's. Like it's a lot more concerning. It's a lot more, hey, get it to the best player on the field and not really throw the ball down the field as much and kind of let him make the play in the open field and let a instead of trusting a quarterback like CJ that can kind of throw a guy open into making his own play on the field, if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, like, CJ's biggest thing is he is one of the most accurate quarterbacks that I've honestly seen in a very long time. He His ability to thread the needle is absolutely insane. But there were, and I think where I take less blame off of Day is, like, those, the plays were there. Just also throw, like, the pick. Like, what are you, the first pick. Like, what are you do, doing throwing that ball to Marv when Will Johnson is fucking all over him? That's one that you got to, like, fucking either find the second read or launch it the fuck out of bounds. And, like, the one thing about CJ that was amazing watching him at, Ohio State was how quickly he went from read one to read two to read three to read four. You'd literally see his head just move so fucking quick. And with Kyle, it's just so slow. It's like he doesn't he, he doesn't have a lot of trust in whether it's the scheme, whether it's the receiver, or if it's in him. Like, can I really put this ball? Like, I, I just, the uh, the biggest difference in this game was the two picks. The one leads directly to a Michigan touchdown, and obviously the last one ends the game. I just, I think a lot of it goes back to the quarterback position, and especially, like, hearing a lot of the people that I trust, like, Kyle was being the vocal leader before the game, like saying, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake. And how can the team respond to the person saying, don't make a mistake, is the one making the mistakes. And like hearing a lot of stuff that right after halftime, like everybody in OSU coming up that total was silent. The only person really talking was Jack Sawyer. And like to hear hear that after the fact, like I would have said right then and there, oh, we're fucking losing. But I thought we had a shot. Um, I mean, that was the, it's kind of like the losing to Georgia. I, granted, this one's. I don't want to say like magnified because it is Michigan and we've been losing to Michigan. 
but like we had a shot. Um, it, it's tough. It's it, it's tough. Um, I will give credit. Like I'm not gonna make this all about Ohio State. Uh, on like for Michigan, JJ looked pretty good. That throw to Roman Wilson where he kind of threaded it. And I know there was the tussle into the end zone, but like that throw was very fucking accurate. And one, I think one of the best throws I've seen JJ make in his career. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to find shit to say for Michigan, but it's it, like, man, we were just right there. I think, I think you it, said it's going to eat at me. I, yeah, no, you said it the best when, like, look, these two teams are extremely equal. It's just differences that one has the better quarterback, and that was the difference today. And now, if this game is flipped, well, I just I at, at that time, at that time, I didn't say JJ was the better quarterback, but like I I, th- I said that it depends on which quarterback's going to end up winning this game, and JJ made the place to win this game, even though they really didn't ask that much from him. I mean, like, it's kind of funny. The quarterback that, or the person that had the longest pass for Michigan was Donovan Edwards on the halfback, a halfback toss throw. And, I mean, that that was the thing that was kind of baffling to me was, Ohio State wasn't aggressive, and Sean Moore, being the interim coach, made some aggressive play calls, and they hit. Like, Day needs to learn. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, Day got outcoached by an interim coach. Like, their Day did get – Day just wasn't aggressive when he fucking needed to be. Nope, and – I don't. And let's not get into it today. We have a lot of games to still go over, but we'll get into more of the scenarios. It's it it's not done just yet. Like the scenario that happened out last year, it could definitely play out again. No, I don't think so. I I don't think this. Even if we make the playoff, like I I don't know what oh, to no, expect from winning, this team. At least last year. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't even want to think about it. Like it's it's not going to happen. There's too many scenarios where, like, it, it, yeah, I don't think so. All right, let's move on here. In the apple, in the final Apple Cup on the last day of the regular season, Washington beats Washington State 24-21 or a last-second field goal. Washington State. After being ranked in the top 12, does not go bowling. Cam Ward hits the portal. But, man, I think... Wait, is that actually official? Yeah, I believe so. Did I not see that? Yeah, because he was getting, like, a shit ton of... People were already offering him, like, a million dollars. I don't know if he's officially entered. I swear I saw that. Let me look this up real quick. Um, or maybe he's just getting offered. So maybe he's not officially in the portal. I think all, either way, like every, the writing's on the wall. The guy's going to enter the portal. 
But I think to chalk this game up, I think there's more questions about Washington and just what a fall from grace everything has been. And it's a lot of questions heading into that Pac-12 title game. Yeah, I mean, um, it's like, it, it's so weird to act this way. They're fucking 12 and 0. Like, they're undefeated. They're going to the Pac 12 championship. But yeah, we're so down on this team. We're making it seem like it's a bad season. This is a fantastic season for Washington. It's just like, they, if anything, they feel like TCU from fucking last year. But like maybe not as lucky, and you actually kind of feel like this seems a lot better than that TCU team. But yeah, that defense, like it held Wazoo in place a lot of times. But there was like watching this game, I'm like. Well, Zeus gonna can find a way to win this game. The offense wasn't like uh, running. At, the Washington offense wasn't running the way that we're so accustomed to seeing. Like, like Penix deep ball here, Penix deep ball there. Like, I don't. I don't really know what to say about Washington that we already haven't said. Like. I think they're going to lose to Oregon. And, I mean, it. it's tough to say, like, it would be disappointing for Washington, but, like, to not be in the playoff after how good you've looked for the last two seasons, like, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it'll be a portion. I mean, we'll, we'll cover that more in the picks portion come Thursday and this week. Um, Florida State also – Secures a 12 and 0 season here. They beat Florida 24 to 15 and and get a last second cover too, which was nice. Very nice. Especially, I really didn't have much confidence in the six and a half. Uh, I will say, I thought in the first quarter there was a chance Mike Norvell was going to get taken out of this game because I thought he was about to punch that fucking referee that called the. Uh, uh, roughing the passer penalty on one of the worst calls I have ever fucking seen. No, that was, yeah, that was atrocious. And, I mean, Rodemaker, it sucks, man. Like, if they beat Louisville this weekend, they're going to the, to the CFP. This team has no business without Jordan Travis having any shot of winning a national title. They just don't. This isn't like the... No, I mean... Like, you can't, it's not Cardell Jones, Ohio State, 2014. Like, this, there's no shot. No, I mean, I in order for Florida State to, like, pull off something in the college football playoff, like, they'd obviously need to, like, their defense would have to step up and, like, make it be like a 21-24 something game. Like that's really your only hope. But I mean this was his first start playing in that environment like 
playing in the swamp, not fucking easy. And for like your first, I know this wasn't like his first actual start, I believe. Cause I'm pretty sure like last year he did start a couple, but like this, this was not easy. And you can kind of see it as the game progressed. Like it started to click for him a little bit more and more, but yeah, I think they, I think there's a good chance. I shouldn't say a good chance. I think there's a, above a 50% chance that they beat Louisville make him to the playoff and get housed. Yeah, and most likely too though, they're gonna be the four seed. Yeah, so good luck with Georgia. And it sucks because like this was everything like when I placed that Florida State national championship future. This has gone every way that I needed it to go, except for the last fucking two weeks of the season. Yeah. To the Iron Bowl, the Milrow Miracle. Alabama beats Auburn 27-24. Um, I'm sh- by now, you've had to, hear, to see the highlight. And it was fourth and goal, not fourth and 31. It was fourth and goal. That is what some... I, I Have you seen that shit? What? The okay, like there's Auburn fans on Twitter like, no, it was fourth and goal. It wasn't fourth and thirty one. Well yeah, it was fourth and goal, but it was from your thirty one. It was from the thirty one. Like if this wasn't like fourth and goal from the one, this is fourth and goal from the thirty one. Uh I mean it, not even just the touchdown itself, like the Plays that transpired beforehand. Like, Auburn, for every reason I thought was going to win this game, this was one of my leans that I am regretting not betting because I knew that this could happen. And, like, watching Auburn's offense, I was amazed that they were able to, that they were winning the fucking game because all it was was Thorn fucking runs. Like, they... And then all of a sudden, like, getting one play-action shot and it ends up working that you get a wide-open receiver. But the plays that, like, ended this game, you have Auburn on the muff punt that, like, right before the dude's about to catch it, slips, and Alabama recovers. But then, like, right the plays right before fourth and goal, you had... The I forget what happened on first down, but on second and goal, you have the snap that just goes flying past Milrow. They have no option really but to dive on it. Then the next play on third and goal, you have Jalen roll out just trying to give his wide receivers time to get open in the end zone and goes past the line of scrimmage, tries to step back and throw the ball throw the flag, move it back even more, and then fourth and a mile height. Like, that's what you get for only rushing two at Auburn. Like, that was, like, literally, I can hear my mom in the other room is like, oh, they're not, they're not really rushing. 
and then just beautiful lollipop to the back of the end zone. Granted, kind of looked like a push off. Yeah, and that's why, like, some people were saying, like, why don't you just like uh, draw a pi there and at least give you your defense one more shot, even if it would be from the end zone. But yeah, it looked like clear push off to me. But we have to we. As much as it was, it was a push-off, but, I mean, Milrow still did throw a pretty damn good ball to the back of the end zone. Granted, like, that should never happen in that situation whatsoever. Now, that maybe because it was fourth and third, well, fourth, from the 31-yard line, because it had to be more of a deep ball, that's why it was a good throw. If it had to be like something more intermediate, it probably isn't a touchdown. No, if that was a six-yard slant, that was off. That wasn't even close. But in typical Milrow fashion, the deep ball that he can somehow just throw like on a rope. We were so close to getting yeah, exactly. the transitive property again of UMass is better than Bama. But unfortunately... We fall a little short. Darn. All right, now time to break my heart a little bit. Kentucky 38, Louisville 31 in a game where they've pretty much outplayed them the entire game and just did not win. <laughs> just did not, just not on the scoreboard. Outgained them, outthrew them, outrushed them. Just did not win on the scoreboard. Obviously, when you have a special teams touchdown, like those kind of games can happen. But unfortunately, Louisville has now. The, the, no shot of making the playoff, and the the they might not have made it anyway. But the kind of similar to your Ohio State game, the thing that we always had questions throughout the season kind of came to fruition there. Like, I mean, I'm not comparing Jack Plummer to Kyle McCord; they're on two different levels. But Jack McCord or Jack Plummer was going to be the person that held this Louisville team from a legit chance of winning a national title, and he was one thousand percent. Yeah, this uh, this was very similar to like the picking. Like, he, he, Jack has a bad game, and they can't fully recover from it. It's just, it it's it does suck. Um, like, also because I didn't bet it, and I was saying this like two weeks ago. Like, watch out for Kentucky. You just completely dismissed it. And I felt so Man, good. I felt so at. good. They were up 10, and I was like, I told Connor he's an idiot. Nope. Um, I will say, too, there is another thing. Like, Jawar Jordan only had 60, uh, 67 yards rushing, too. And if he doesn't rush for 100 yards, typically it's tough for Louisville anyway. And that that, that was huge as well. Because uh, when Jawar, Jawar Jordan's basically getting anything he wants on the ground, it does help plumber out a lot and opens everything up and he just didn't have it and he had to go out and win the game himself and he just couldn't do it and the defense and can credit Kentucky too I mean they scored 38 points too but they still are obviously playing for an ACC title which is the reason I give a shit about him to be honest with you um LSU 42 Texas A&M 30 dude I uh to be honest, I didn't. I was obviously like all over the Ohio State Michigan game and watching that. I didn't even really get a chance to see this. I kind of just assumed this was going to be a blowout, but Texas A&M kept this game 
somewhat close for the most part. And then LSU outscores. Texas A&M was up in this game. Yeah. I have like one last. Just, I mean, I mean, obviously Texas A&M is super fucking talented. And who was the interim in this yeah. game? I don't even know. Was it, did they let Bobby Petrino be the interim in this game? No. We'll come, we'll be talking about Bobby Petrino though. Um, okay. Cause uh, I, he might be back. Wait, what do you mean? He might be back. I and I hope that when they bring him in, he has to wear the neck brace. I, I, I don't know if you're gonna get that from him, but it, for a And M. Apparently, there, he might be getting the offensive coordinating job at, at Arkansas. Oh, at Arkansas. Okay. I thought, I was like, I don't think Mike Elk is going to bring him in. I don't. But that makes more. No, 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 no. I meant, no, okay. I, I was hoping with the neck brace that it would, you'd get what I meant when I said he, he might be back. That would be a little odd, right? Going from the head coach there until now. No, it, watching watching him and Pittman on the sidelines together will be hilarious. It's a better combo than him and Jimbo that I didn't think could be touched either. Um, Arizona 59, Arizona State 23. Connor, I texted you this question. I want to hear it to you live. If we were in a 12-team playoff and Arizona made it in, how far could this Wildcat team go? I think that they it it's all depends on who they play, but I think there's a very good chance that they could end up winning at least their first round game, and I think they could really fuck around in a second round. Now, granted, I don't think this team's a national title contender, but I think they have so much fuck around energy that if they have if the playoff game. Is in if the uh, first playoff game is in Tucson, they're fucking winning that game. I I don't care, I don't care. They could be playing, they could be playing Georgia in the first round in Tucson. Arizona would win. They, I mean, they legit might. Like this Wildcat team is nine and three. Jedfish got the Wildcats to nine and three, and. Two of those losses were with Jaden. Just Ward. need him to stay, please, Jed Fish. Stay at Arizona, especially with the move to the Big Twelve. Like, man, you could really, if you can keep this roster together, they. I want to say that they could be the favorite to win the Big Twelve. Because I think there's a good chance. I think there's a good chance the top two favorites to win the Big Twelve aren't currently in the Big Twelve for next season. No, one hundred percent. How did that game pair uh, fare? Did Utah beat Arizona? I think so, right? No, Arizona whooped the shit out of Utah. Yeah, remember yeah. at one point it, it literally it was two weeks ago. It was. It started off twenty-eight to nothing, right. Arizona, and then they never fucking looked back. You're right. I think I was thinking of the UCLA game. But 
But you have to think that Utah will have Cam. So that makes it, that upgrades the offense. And from what I've been seeing a lot of people talking about, like Utah offensively can return all 11 starters if, like, what I read was right. They can return a lot of that offense with Cam. They're going to be much better. Yeah, they, 100%. Um, do I think Cam Rising is as good as Noah Fafita has looked over the last nine games? No. But I just looked his star rating up. He's a three-star. He's a three-star. No, yeah. He, I'm pretty sure he went to the same high school as T-Mac, the wide receiver, who's very good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, obviously your biggest fear is, like, there's some schools that are very close that are going to need a quarterback next season. And, like, we were kind of talking about Cam. Like, it was funny that when I looked up Cam Ward on Twitter, you realize how many Ohio State accounts I saw that were putting up videos of Cam Ward. Like, there's a school in Southern California that is going to need a quarterback. And no offense to Arizona, you've kind of been, like, USC's JUCO school that they just keep pulling kids from the from Arizona to come play at USC. Like that kind of scares me a little bit. It does. I kind of hope I would hope Jet Fish is there next year and no feet is there as well. But that like awesome season for Arizona. He Jet, yes. Jet Fish should be coach of the year. I do believe so and like I'm going to like Arizona's going to be a team that I'm really looking at here in the next couple weeks like looking at their schedule for next season and, like, could this team be the Big 12, like, playoff team? Like, I'm going to be looking into, like, a lot of Arizona this offseason to try to, like, can I get an early edge on them? Because uh, kind of like I did Florida State with everybody that Florida State was had coming back, I was like, I'm betting all these futures and Arizona – might be that team that I'm trying to get to their futures early. Um, you might. Let me tell you, you might. Uh, mm-hmm. holy shit! So new, here I'll I'll air off their schedule just really quick. Home against New Mexico, home against NAU. Um, they go to Kansas State, but obviously Kansas State's could be a little bit of an exodus. We've already kind of seen a, some trickle down right now. And then they host Arizona, host, host Colorado, host Texas Tech. They're at BYU, always a tricky spot. Host Houston, host West Virginia, and then they follow with – this is definitely not an order I can tell right now. And then they're at TCU, at UCF, at Utah. There's like two games on that schedule that I'm actually worried about them winning. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – we're gonna yeah, just wait till those odds. The Big Twelve is gonna, the Big Twelve is just gonna be so much fun to watch. But then once we get to the playoff, we'll end up like seeing them go up against like a good team or whoever ends up winning the Big Twelve, and it's just like, oh, they're just like a lot of above average teams, most likely. Um, in a game that nobody can watch, <laughs> Notre Dame fifty six, Stanford twenty three. Notre Dame outscored Stanford. One of our battles. 
I take Stanford? Jesus Christ, I can't quit them. No, you – well, so a lot of our head-to-heads, it was like your lean versus my lean or your pick versus my lean. Like I didn't really do like head-to-head picks. Yeah. But I did talk you out of Stanford. How'd you do that? You were about you were about to lock it up, and I and I kind of we battled back and forth because I listened back to the like only episode episode I've ever really like listened back to since we've been doing it for the last two years. But uh, I listened back and I got I talked you out of it because you were like I want to lock this. Or I'm gonna lock this up, and I'm like, don't do that. And, he, and you're like, all right, I'm not gonna lock this up. <laughs> Seems like I need a lot of convincing. I'm all right. So we're yes. let's route through some of these. Um, uh, let's see, I've lost some spot there. Um, Farmageddon, Iowa State 42, Kansas State 35. That was a beautiful looking game out there. It was snowy. It was gross. It was disgusting. Matt Campbell winning seven games this year at Iowa State. Won't, he won't win him any award, but it, he deserves his flowers. Like, dude, you lost your starting running back, your starting quarterback, some guys on the defense, all that gambling stuff. I have no idea if they're allowed to play college football again. None of us even know. But to get this team to seven wins after... Everything that came out, we were hammering that under six wins. And you, I think it was, yeah, it was, I think it was six. But yeah, to get this team to seven wins is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, watching this game, it was pissing me off because, like, you, I told you about the parlay that I had that just needed Kansas State money line to, like, cash. And, and then I was getting, well, I still had UCLA money line in it, but I was going to at least have a hedge, and obviously the hedge would have made would have ended up hitting. But it was tough because they allowed, I think, five or six touchdowns that were over 60 yards. Like, Iowa snowball. State's offense just had these long-ass touchdowns, only had, like, think total of two plays in Kansas State territory. What the fuck? Yeah, why do you have balloons? Did you just see it? that on Yeah, that wasn't I, me. I just I know that I guess this is what happens when we do new We're... technology because I'm pretty sure there's things that if you do like Alright, never mind. I've seen I've been seeing stuff with like zoom and everything like that do weird shit when you do certain like, movements. Uh, but yeah, this, this, this was, uh, huh? what about this? One? Fuck you. Uh, so, uh, I mean, for Kansas state, this sucked because there were so many times that you thought you, it felt like you were the better team. It's just your defense fucking let you down. Uh, yeah, and obviously, like, now Will Howard's in the portal, and, like, he's getting some love from some big, I shouldn't say big, uh, pretty good Power 5 teams. Like, Washington's name has been thrown around. Uh, trying to think uh, Wisconsin's name was thrown around. But, yeah, now, like, 
it'll be cool to watch Kansas State in this and whatever bowl game that they're in because it's just going to be fully Avery Johnson and you kind of get a little bit of look into the future with Kansas State. But, yeah, I mean, this will be his team now. Do you know what other school I saw? Hmm. Louisville. Is that on him too? I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. I mean, hey, if he, I love Will Howard. He, the last year, he made me a shitload of money. Oh, yeah. uh, and if he, I mean, if he's at Louisville, like, dude, I made that drive to Louisville. It's not that far of a drive. Like, we might be riding with our boy Brom again. Well, I, me more riding this or next year. You were all over him this year. I oh, I mean, stayed away again. If they yeah. if they win the ACC, like after that game, I don't care. Like <laughs> I don't care anymore because they have no shot. Yeah, no. If they if they wanted to make it to the playoff, I obviously would root for them. Little tip my cap. Um, oh, y'all laughed at me. Everybody laughed. Mike Gundy is going back to the pack the Big Twelve title game. They beat BYU forty to thirty four. In overtime, when they were trailing twenty-three to six and a half, of all the teams that have Mike Gundy has made it to the Big Twelve title game, this is the one that is like this one is also there. Like this, they just seem out of place. Like they, this team lost to South Alabama. I got destroyed by South Alabama. Yeah, I should preface that, and I don't know if they're really that good. But they're gonna get their chance. They're gonna get Texas's chance. And for BYU, no bowl game. Surprisingly, though, most. I'm sorry, but I think we both locked up Oklahoma State to cover this game. Unfortunately, but BYU held their own in this. Yeah, game. we did. Uh-huh. Yeah, we both were on Oklahoma State to cover. Because you literally said, I'm not doing it again. And then, of course, it back. And you should have done it again. This was the week to do it, and I didn't do it. Um, That's literally fucking gambling in a nutshell when it involves a team that you like. You got to know when to get off. And then even when you do, it backfires. Um, they, they keep pulling me back in. In the, the, the shittiest rivalry in P5, it just... It, Every single year. Tennessee 48, Vanderbilt 24. Just a beatdown. Um, NC State 30. Uh, yeah, but I just would like to say, battle between Arlene's, you were telling me there's no way Vandy covers this spread. The fucking backdoor right. the fuck out of this one with 14 and the fourth. But... Don't, I don't want to hear nothing about no fucking backdoor bullshit. This is a rivalry game that Vandy gives a lot of care about. <laughs> Don't fight. Keep fighting to the whistle blows. They cover. Um, NC State 39, North Carolina 20. Dave Doran gets the Wolfpack the 9-1 season. And the wheels just completely. Like, was this really a situation where wrong team favored? Oh, yeah. Like, for, for real. Like, I know UNC has Drake May. We've seen this the last two seasons. Start off hot and then just fall the fuck apart. It's just... NC State owns UNC. Yeah, that's the biggest handicap in that, too. I know we were both on that one. Um, South Carolina, or Clemson beat South Carolina 17-6 to get revenge from last season. I 
couldn't have told you the score until I looked at it, to be honest with you. Um, Liberty caps off a 12 and Gross season. Uh, they beat UTEP 42-28. A little closer than most expected there, but they still get the win. Um, I know I lost this one. Here's the thing. Again, they were up. Liberty up big and just took their foot off the gas. Get back to it. Yeah. You do that next week against Diego Pissapave, you're in for a rude awakening. Um, I know I lost this one. Uh, Purdue 35, Indiana 31. thought Indiana was live in this game. Nope. Tom Allen fired. This game absolutely meant nothing. Um, Sam Houston State gets, cashes their win total. I didn't bet it, but uh, they beat Middle Tennessee State 23-20. to If you had Sam Houston State over two and a half wins, you had the sweatiest 12-game season of all time. Like you really could look back and be like, could have won that game, could have won that game, could have won that game. There's a scenario. Like at any point, they could have cashed their over, but they didn't. Until the very last week of the season. Um, UConn, uh, UConn beat UMass 31-18. Or Did we? I don't remember what side I was on in that game. I have no idea. Uh, we both had UMass in that game. Oh, fuck. Well, uh, Duke 30, Pitt 19. Obviously, Mike Elko is now at A&M. Riley Leonard's probably gone. I'm expecting a Duke exodus. Um, UCF 27, Houston 13. Riley Leonard to Ohio State. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I want him to go there, like... Because I think it'd be great for his career. I just don't have to root for him there. Um, this one, just get it out of the way. SMU 59, Navy 14. Navy stinks. I bought in. History was on my side. Dude. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, I was only score checking this game. But I was literally telling, like, I was with my family watching the OSU game. And it's just like me bragging about like how good of a gambler I was like just reading off the score and I'm pretty sure it was like forty two to nothing at halftime and I was like, Yeah, I got SMU minus uh nineteen and a half. Like I'm such a genius. Like look at me and just thinking about the whole time you battled me on this. You hated me being on SMU so much that you even locked this up. Hey, I'm saying history and... was on my side. Pony up. Granted, you got revenge because you fucking broke Preston Stone's leg. And now, like, we don't even get to see them actually beat Tulane. Never know. Um, Troy cast off a 10-1 season. They beat Southern Miss 35-17. Most of these are probably going to go pretty quick. Um, Northern Illinois, they're going bowling. Take care of business against Kent State, 37-27. Kent was spicy in this game, though. They had a halftime lead. But couldn't get it done. Miami, Ohio, 17. Ball State, 15. Rice is also going bowling. They cap up. F- they beat FAU 24 to 21. Syracuse also clinched a spot in the bowl game, 35 31 against Wake Forest. Just a t- tough year for Wake Forest. And I saw, I did see today that Mitch Griffiths, Griffiths or whatever he pronounces his last name, is entering the portal. Griffiths. Griffiths. Um, North Texas, 45. UAB, 42. Yes. I thought you. I thought North Texas had a better record than this, but they don't. 
Um, Old Dominion. I still can't believe I my lane was the over in that game, and they hit with flying colors. Oh God, yeah. Um, North Old Dominion twenty five, Georgia State twenty four. Old Dominion is going bowling. You were let double digit favorites in eleven of your twelve games. So congratulations there. Um, Western Kentucky forty one, FIU twenty eight, and Utah twenty three, Colorado seventeen. Kind of a tough end for the first year of primetime. Yeah. Um, and, like, recently seeing some of the recruiting recruits that have been uh, decommitting. I mean, this is going to be an interesting offseason for Dion. Yeah. Might be a little trouble in paradise there. Um, Louisiana, 52. Yule Monroe, 21. Similar to, to Sam Houston, Yule Monroe might be the best to win football team I've ever seen. Until I remember the trend that, <laughs> for some reason, I always think they're in games and they just be, are always blown out. We've debunked that. I need to learn that. Um, all right, Connor, the floor is yours <laughs> here on this one. San Jose State, which I was on to with you, they beat UNLV 37-31. They finished 6-2 and in the Mountain West, the same as UNLV and Boise State. They're the hottest team in America, not named Arizona, and they are being left out of the Mountain West title game. Yeah, this is rough. Um, I mean, if UNLV wins the big or the Mountain West, I claim it for San Jose State, and I will do everything in my power and like email my. Uh, Councilman, Congress, whoever the hell I have to to try to fight that San Jose State is the real winner of the Mount West, mostly because I have the plus seventy or plus seven hundred and fifty was when I placed it. Uh and like I had the preseason bets of Boise State to win the Mount West. And I thought there was a chance that like I didn't even have to like hedge at all. Like, either way, I'm walking out of this with money, whether it's Boise State or San Jose State. And unfortunately, some dumbass computer wants to say that the Mountain West Championship is between Boise State and UNLV, which, oh, does it make sense that, yes, it's the two teams that did not play each other out of the three? Yeah, maybe. But you know what I left out? The best team in the Mountain West. Guess what? When they lost to Boise, it was early in the season. You had just came off a loss to Air Force. After you had just played fucking Oregon State and USC. I mean, dude, the, like, the way their season started and they've just been rattling off wins, it, it, it sucks. I'm going to hammer the absolute shit out of them no matter who the fuck they play in their bowl game, because they're going to come out pissed the fuck off. Yeah, and they... How does it take an extra day to even figure that out? Like, that should have been something that was known. The stipulations, the scenarios, basically that day. I don't... That it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, it would have been cool to have been like, hey, San Jose State, if you win by 10, you're getting in. So, CBS has it at uh, them playing right now in the... 
They play uh, Georgia State, which I would definitely like them a lot into. Um, moving mm-hmm. on here, uh, Northwestern forty-five, Illinois forty-three. Northwestern with a seven-win season. Um, glad he got the the interim got the job. Yeah. Um, the yes, yes, he deserves this job. Uh, I it's insane. It's really insane that this team is as good as they are. Wisconsin twenty-eight, Minnesota fourteen. Um. Rutgers 42, or Maryland 42, Rutgers 24. Rutgers loses four to end the season, but they still still going bowling, still 6-6. Six and six. It's kind of what we expected to, to be honest with you. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> Virginia Tech 55, Virginia 17. I'm pretty sure in this game I have Virginia. No, I talked you into the over 52 and a half. And guess what? Virginia Tech did that all on their fucking own. And Virginia Tech is going bowling. So good for. Is it, yeah. Pry? Is it Pry? Their head coach? Drawing a blank. Blank. Right yes. Now. Yeah. No, it's a, good, it's a good season for him here. Now you're going to have the expectations next season because I'm assuming Drones is going to be back and stuff. So hopefully they can kind of capitalize on the momentum they built later on in the season. Um, App State clinches a spot in the in the Sunbelt title game, downing Georgia Southern 55-27. Davis Brin's football career is over, I believe. Who knows? Everybody somehow finds an extra year of eligibility. Um, James Madison. Yeah, yeah, who knows? And basically, this is the other part in that app clinching. James Madison beats Coastal 56-14. Did I have Coastal in this game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you uh, granted, leans. I leaned James Madison minus eight and a half, and you were on Coastal plus the eight and a half. Yeah. JMU was eight and a half point favorites and destroyed Coastal. Yeah. App State's just good for, that's obviously the only team that's beaten James Madison. Just, I mean, that's they're spoilers. That's what they are. Yeah, and also at the same time, James Madison is going bowling. And I believe Jacksonville State is as well, right? Yes, yes. We had enough teams that were uh, that were ended up five and seven that allowed JMU to JMU and Jacksonville State to both be going bowling, which is fucking right. They should let them play in the Sunbelt title game, but that's a conversation for another time. Uh, speaking of Jacksonville State, New Me- they do lose to a close one to Mexico State 20-17. to Jerry Kill and the New Mexico State Aggies are 10-3. and A double-digit win season in New Mexico. You know how hard that is? Extremely. Extremely hard. That is a hard fucking job. And they are 10-3. and And if it wasn't for the the history of his health, of Jerry Kill's health, there's no way he would not be getting a big boy job right now. Yeah. I mean, we all know about like the seizures and everything like that, but like, there's no reason that he can't be one of the top or one, one of the coaches for any of these jobs. Like if I'm Duke, I'm calling him immediately. 
You know, as a Duke fan, you know the one. I don't know if you. The name that I've heard a lot. Can't remember his fucking name, but it's a Holy Cross head coach, which would make sense. Well, see, I well, I yeah, I get that, but also I still think he's gonna end up taking that Syracuse job. Oh, that's been finalized. Because now, like, that's been finalized, huh? The Syracuse job's been finalized. It's the uh, defensive backs coach for Georgia. I must have missed that. Yeah, oh, I'm about yeah. 90% sure. I'm going to double check because I've been God on this show. Mark Stoops has been fired, according to me, two podcasts ago. Um, Yeah, that has been confirmed. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I I completely missed that. Um, Okay, then, yeah, the Holy Cross. Uh, I fucking forget his name. But, yeah, that would be a great hire. Uh the one that if it happens, you could go fuck yourself and you better take good care of him Jim is Jim Knowles. I yeah, saw that fuck one you. Too. I saw that one too. And I should say his name's Fran Brown. He's a defensive backs coach for Georgia, which I kind of think is a like, fuck it. You're Syracuse. Who cares? Let's take a stab in the dark at this guy. He's a Georgia guy. He's never been a head coach before, but he comes from some pretty good lineage. So fuck it. We're Syracuse. What's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, for Georgia, I know their defensive line year in, year out has been very good. But, like, this last year, the secondary has been very fucking good where the where AIDS kind of kept them in games because the defensive line really isn't getting that much pressure. And, like, he has developed a lot of great cornerbacks. So yeah, oh, that might raise some like questions with some people, but I actually kind of like that. It's, I was trying to look real quick. Oh, apparently he was a Bengal from 07 to 08. I don't know if you knew that or not, but he's a New Jersey guy, so that makes sense. Um, Marshall does end up going bowling. I think they, I'm pretty sure we sought this out. They were five and zero, lost six in a row, and they win their last one to go bowling. They beat Arkansas State 35 to 21. Yeah, uh, weird fucking season for Marshall. Because you were also so close to beating NC State. Yeah, and, and you, you have already had this. Yeah. But granted, play that game again. I think Virginia Tech ends up winning. Oh, 100%. But um, West Virginia 34, Baylor 31. Neil Brown got the Mountaineers eight wins. Not something we saw in the preseason. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, I, I'll have to go back and look at it if I actually pick the under or not. I cannot fully remember right now. But also, shout out to Baylor for on to stick with Dave Aranda. They already announced that he will be back next season. So I think that is the right decision. I think. Let me dig in him to... Uh... Did he win the Big 12 or did he get him there? He won the Big 12 because, remember, that's when Oklahoma State had it fourth and goal and came up literally an inch short. Oh, yeah. But also, I still wonder if how much of that team was rules players. So, I don't, I don't really know. All right, we got a few left here. 
Texas State forty or fifty two, South Alabama forty four. So good first year for GJ Kenny. South Alabama a little bit disappointing. Um, yeah, kind of rough. This one wasn't even close. We hammered this one. Uh, Kansas forty nine, Cincinnati seventeen. Not even a sweat on that one. That it, that was e- easy. Um, USF forty eight, Charlotte fourteen. USF's going bowling. Just a weird. USF team. They finished six and six, but never knew what I was going to get week to week. Now I didn't bet this one. Almost beat Bama. Did almost beat Bama in the yeah with the when they didn't start Milrow and that. Like looking back at that is so weird. Um, we didn't bet this one, Connor. Literally the dumbest game. But we were so off. Wyoming decides to get off the mat away from Laramie, and they beat the shit out of Nevada, forty-two to six. Yeah, I looked at that score once, and I was like, oh, wow, we were dead fucking wrong. Um, yeah, I guess when you're still, like, what, 2-10 and ten team? Is that what Nevada ends up being? They were hot, though. Yeah, they were hot. I thought they had, I thought they had a lot more to play for, but apparently were, not. No, I thought they were good. I thought there was a chance they won that game. Um. Cal 33, UCLA 7. I did not – I. the only reason I knew about this game was when you talked to me Monday morning about it. Yeah, because this would have been my hedge for that parlay, and, like, I was literally – had to have been, like, two seconds away from putting a $50 wager on Cal Moneyline plus 300. Uh, to hedge for my uh parlay that I had, and then Kansas State allowed allowed a long touchdown, and I was like, "Fuck, I I gotta see what happens in this first. Otherwise, there's no point in hedging." Looking back, I wish I would just fucking place that bet because at the that I mean, there's a hundred fifty fucking dollars right there. It always is smart. Again, and I've referenced it before. Take a decent dog late in the night, just to give yourself that little bit of a hedge insurance, just so you guarantee yourself a little bit of cash. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. we got two games left here: San Diego State thirty-three, Fresno State eighteen. Just disappointing end of this season for Fresno State, to be honest with you. Um, Brady yeah, after I kind of crowned them to be like one of the better power or group of five teams. And or a group of six, whatever the fuck. Well, now, then we got to get used to next year calling it P4. Oh, Jesus Christ. And now, but at least we get for basketball, we can say P5 again. Yes. Um, and then to Hawaii gets a win on the island. The regular season of college football ends in a game-winning field goal. They beat Colorado State 27-24. Yeah, uh... Unfortunately, Colorado State not going bowling, but improvement from what the fuck he were last year. Yeah, and a good and a good season for Hawaii as well, I will say. But um, yes, do you have a rundown of all the conference championship games? If not, I can pull it up real quick. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I got it. I only, the only thing I have down are is like written down are all my futures to remember what I have to root for. 
All right, we'll we'll rattle off this little quick preview. We'll be back Thursday to handicap every single one of these um, conference title games. I got to get off here a little bit, make sure my wife's all right. She's got COVID as well. I still feel like crap. But coming at you Friday, New Mexico State is going to Lynchburg. This is a home game for Liberty for the Conference USA title game. Um, I think they're the only conference that still does that. Um, In Vegas, Oregon's with play. No, I'm pretty sure the Mountain West. Um, probably, you're probably right. Um, so they're playing. Okay. So the Allegiant is going to host back to back games then because UNLV is going to host, but for the Pac-12 title, Oregon and Washington play on Friday night as well. Um, come Saturday, a noon kickoff in our, in, in Arlington, Texas trying to cap off their last season in the big 12 for the big 12 type title game against Oklahoma state, Miami, Ohio versus Toledo. That is in Detroit. Yep, in in Las Vegas. I don't know if that's the home team kind of thing or that's just where it plays, to be honest with you. I have no idea. Um, Boise State's playing UNLV for the Mountain West. So that game's literally going to take place like not that much longer after the Oregon-Washington game. Um, for the SEC, it's Georgia. Uh, about 20 hours. Okay. Um, Georgia, Alabama for the but SEC. Because it's because it'll be a turf surface and they already have UNLV's surface probably ready. It's probably not that big of a thing. It's from what I saw, it's more of a big deal when they've had to switch from UNLV's field to the Raiders, because the Raiders play on real grass. UNLV plays on turf. Okay. And I think you would agree the SEC Georgia Alabama matchup was the best. I don't know the Pac-12 one is good too. Oh, what, bro? You can't disrespect our boys in the CUSA. I'm sorry, that might be the best fucking game. I know. Well, no, honestly, I think I don't know. I think the I think all of them are pretty good. Like obviously, Oregon versus Washington probably has the most at stake. Yeah, I would agree too. I will um, just mental note when we pick these games on um, Thursday. Just I'm gonna talk from my heart for New Mexico State, but if I'm being out of line, you stop me. I don't know if I'll be able to stop you okay. because we don't. I don't. I don't know who which side I'm gonna be on yet. All right, um, Tulane against SMU for the for the American title, Sun Belt title, App State and Troy. That is that is a home game for Troy. So there's another one. Um, in Indianapolis, oh, uh, Michigan's taking on Iowa, and then for the ACC, the battle of Connor and Cody. Louisville is taking on Florida State. Your team's limping into the, the finale there, but you lost. My team's still undefeated. Well, you I you don't have your quarterback. I've the thing is though is like I'm just thankful. To, I'm not thankful Jordan Travis got hurt. At all, and I do have a natty future on Florida State as well, but the number being down as far, I was already able to hedge a little bit on it. Yeah, I mean it sucks. It, uh, I still think Florida State's got a shot to win it because I think there is a good chance that that is primarily like a home crowd. Yeah, there's an opportunity there, but we'll get to those picks on Friday um, or on Thursday. We'll see you guys then. We're out of here. Peace.